Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Morgan Birch, age 11, currently in sunny California, L.A. And today we'll be talking about Andrew Berman, The Last Treasure Hunt, Miracles from Heaven, and The Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series. So how are you today, Andrew Berman? I am doing fantastic, having a wonderful day, and very happy to be on the show with you. Why, thank you. I'm so happy to talk to you as well. So where are you from? I am from Los Angeles, California. I have lived here in my entire life. Wow, that's quite a long time. Now, what is your role at Genus Brands International? I am the Senior Vice President of Global Content Sales. So we produce content, and I sell it around the world to television stations, home entertainment distributors, digital platforms, etc., etc. I also run a television channel for the company. I launched a channel called Kid Genius, which is available on Comcast. Oh, wow. That's really cool. And that's a pretty big job. I have fun every day because I love what I do. That is always good. It's always good to have fun with what you do and love what you do. Because then you can put a smile on your face when you go to work. I smile so, constantly. And I laugh constantly. So what show... Do you remember seeing as a little boy that was like your favorite TV show? One, a couple of my favorite shows. Well, one was a Japanese show called Gigantor, and he was a space age robot. And a little boy controlled this robot, and he fought off all the evil villains. And I love watching the show. And I also love Gumby, big Gumby fan. I love Gumby too. He's just so cute. He's yeah. like, I love the cartoons, and I love Pokey. I'm like, yay! Cool. I know, right? And that actually, the other TV show looks so cool. Now, when you were younger, did you like inventing and science when you were younger? And did you like building things? I love building things. I love science. I love science class. I used to go to the hobby store near our house, and they used to sell science kits. And I used to do, you know, a lot of different experiments, and I really, really enjoyed it. I think That's science, cool. learning science and experimenting like that is a really yeah, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah, I, I can understand that because I do a lot of science projects in my school. So I really like that. And I'm like, yay, whenever I get to do those. Great. When you were longer, younger, though, did you look up to Thomas Edison as like a mentor? And if so, do you still look up to him? Yeah, I mean, he's, if you, if you, you know, he's one of, the greatest, one of the greatest inventors of all time. So, I mean, an incredible human being. I mean, if you look at the different things that he invented, it changed the world. I mean, what a difference one person can make. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely is a great inventor. He is definitely simply fantastic. We owe a lot to Thomas Edison. Yes, it does. Why did you choose to distribute Thomas Edison's secret lab? What made it actually special to you that you were like, oh my gosh, I really want to do this. I really want to distribute this. Well, we actually, we're also the producer of the show. So we produce it and distribute it. What led us to producing it was that we feel we felt that it's so important for kids to learn science from a very young age and we felt it was important to create an entertaining show that teaches kids science so you know and obviously using incorporating edison was uh, a key element because of 
you know, the history of Thomas Edison, what Thomas Edison, you know, as I said earlier, what Thomas Edison invented and all the wonderful inventions and how he really changed the world. So that's what made us want to produce and distribute the show, teaching kids science in a really fun and entertaining way. Yeah, because a lot of my friends actually are like, we don't like science. They're like, it's not important. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, it is. It is really important because you need to know minerals. You need to know periodic table. And that's actually what I'm learning in science right now. Great. Science can be fun. It really can. It is fun. Yes, it can, actually. It is fun. Once you get the hang of it, you're like, okay, this is great. Ready to do science. I have a special little outfit, and I always try to put it on when I do science experiments. I'm like, yay. Excellent. I'm glad you like science. I do. It's one of my favorite subjects. Good. We need more scientists. (laughs) Yes, we do, to make more cool inventions. Now, what made you want to go into sales and marketing? Uh, I actually had a teacher in college who gave me that advice. He said, you know, I wanted to get into the entertainment field. And earlier on, I was leaning more towards production. But my teacher told me there's more, you know, opportunity in sales and marketing. And plus, I love people. I love meeting people. And... I, I love selling. It's, I have fun. I meet people from all around the world, and I've had a very fun, interesting, and exciting career. Very rewarding. Well, this is actually great. So you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Andrew Berman, The Last Treasure Hunt, Miracles from Heaven, and The Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series. And right now I am talking to... Andrew Berman. So, so you've worked with a lot of children's shows. Now, what drew you to distribute to the distribution of children's shows? Uh, I actually, it sort of just happened by circumstance. You know, I, I happened to be drawn to companies that had a lot of children's content in their catalogs. Plus, if I am, if I'm involved with children's content, that means I never have to grow up. I can always be a kid. I agree. It's fun to stay young. <laughs> Which show that you worked on is your favorite and actually why? Oh, I have so many favorites. You know, I've been in this business over 30 years. I mean, I have so many favorites, but I, I have to say because I'm on this show and it's about Edison. I love Edison because it, it's a show that really makes a difference. If, if, a, if a child can walk away from watching that show and be entertained and learn something about science, that means we really accomplished a lot as as producers and distributors of this kind of content. And how long have you been making the show since you're the producer? We have been, you know, we started production maybe a year and a half ago. We oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. We produced 26 episodes. We're completed with production. We have 26 episodes. Do you plan on making any more episodes? Very possibly. We're, we're discussing that right now, yes. Well, I hope you do, because this is a good, good. good show. Will you watch more episodes? I will. I actually really like them, and I I really love them. I've like watched I watched the DVD like two times, and I'm like I can't wait to watch it again. You got to watch it five times, ten times, a million times. Yes, that's what I like to hear. So, do you have any children, and if so, do they help you pick out the shows that you're gonna distribute? Well, you know they're older now, but when they were uh, little, when they were smaller, they were a good sounding board in terms of what kind of content to distribute absolutely yeah well, that's I have good two daughters. that's really good mm-hmm. oh wow that's awesome and they still like cartoons i do too i'm 11 and i'm still into them all like every single night i'm like i want to watch on pbs and a bunch of other shows you're never too old to watch cartoons 
that's what my mom says. Yes. So how do you find the shows that you are interested in, in working on? Do people like pitch their ideas to you or do you seek them out? Uh, I tell you, we, we do all of the above. We actually develop shows internally. Thomas Edison, we created internally, but we also, many people come to us and pitch their ideas and their shows. So it comes at us from many different angles. Oh, well, that's actually great. Yeah. Now, um, I want to go a little bit back. Do you remember um, what your first job was? I sure do. Well, my Can first job, I worked in the mailroom of a film company. Really? Wow. I worked at the very bottom of the ladder of the company, which is the mailroom. But I have to tell you, it was a wonderful experience. I learned a lot. I learned about every aspect of the company. So whenever you're starting out in your career, it's, it's good, you know, you got to start out from the beginning and it's great to learn about every aspect of the business because it's only going to help you grow and expand in your life and in your career. Well, I have actually read that you've been doing this for over 30 years. How has technology um, and the internet affected how you do your job? Well, when I first started, we had what they call a telex machine, which was a very crude way of sending messages around the world. It was all, uh, similar to how we text today, you know, abbreviated words. But you'd have to wait for it to be printed out by teletape. It would come out like a paper would come out with messages. And then when the fax machine was invented, that changed our business drastically. And now, I tell you, with the Internet and everything else, it's really expedited the way things is a process in terms of how we communicate around the world and how we sell and market our content. What's your next project, actually? Our next project, we're starting production on a great show called Llama Llama. It's a preschool show based on wonderful books, Penguin books. It's called Llama Llama. Wonderful books written in verse, rhyme. Oh, I love rhymes, actually. Yeah, it's very Dr. Seussian, you know, in that fashion, but it's very popular. So we're starting production very soon. Well, thank you so much for this interview. I had an absolute pleasure talking to you, and thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for being a fan of uh, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. We appreciate it. <laughs> yes, I will. I will definitely keep watching. Now let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brand Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Brianna Hope You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking to Andrew Berman about Thomas Edison's secret lab and among his other things that he's worked on. We will also be talking about The Last Treasure Hunt, Miracles from Heaven, and Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series. So right now we are speaking with the adorable 11-year-old Morgan from L.A. about The Last Treasure Hunt. So Morgan, can you please tell us about this film? Well, this film was actually about these two adults who are brother and sister who have just lost their dad about a little while ago and so their dad has like this secret plan for them and he has a a treasure hunt for them so they basically have to follow these clues and like find out mysteries and stuff and then they basically have to go and find the treasure because they need to find his inheritance that they left him and and it was really good and the last treasure hunt was written by the same two people who were the main actors. And the characters they portray are believable, and they had moments of laughter and sadness. And, like, I really like this because it was an emotional roller coaster, and it actually made me cry. And, like, there's three movies that I've ever seen that have made me cry, and for that to be one of them, it did a great job. It's very interesting to hear that because when I glanced over the storyline and the actors and the director, I was like, I 
I looked at it as, oh, it's it's like one of those movies that you don't really know what's going on, but it's type of that movie. But it sounds like it's very interesting and very captivating. Now, Morgan, do you have any siblings? I actually have an older sister. Do you find it relatable that, you know, since you have a sister of your own, does this make this film a little bit more relatable to you? Actually, it does, but I think everybody can relate to it because it's basically it, not only about the bonding of relationships between brothers and sisters, but as well as the bonding between families. And if you have a family, which most people do, you can relate to this. I think it did make it really relatable. And I think brothers and sisters who fight and argue a lot do need to see this because it has a really good message. Even though you guys seem so different, you guys are still the same and from the same bloodline and same family. I think that's a really good message for brothers and sisters who are arguing and stuff. And I think that a lot of people should see this. I won't ever experience that because I am an only child. So I'm always asking people who have siblings which is almost all of my friends they're like hey how is it having a sibling how is it bickering with someone how is it getting along with someone and and they always have different answers so it's in so i will definitely check this film out because it kind of gives me an inside look of something that i will never experience and and did you have a quick question off subject but kind of on subject do you think that having having your older sister benefits you in life and and do you think that that is portrayed in this film like having a sibling kind of helps you in life and and gives you a better outlook well my sister doesn't live with me actually but because she's much older but when we talk on the phone and we text each other i do learn a couple of things or two from her interesting well okay (laughs) so can you please tell me about the characters because you know it's brother and sister and they must have some chemistry there and and about their father and and their family and, and other people who are around them. So can you please tell me about the characters and the actors who portray them? Why, yes, I can. Casey Nelson, who plays Oliver, is like the big brother, and he's very serious and very straight, and he's mysterious, and he has some quite secrets that he's trying to keep secret. And then there's Kate Murdoch, who I absolutely adore. She is the little sister who is whimsical and carefree, and she, they must work together and they must work together to find the clues and be able to find the treasure. And I really, really love Kate Murdoch, who plays the little sister, because I think she did a really great job. And this is why she's one of my favorite characters, is because she was really funny and whimsical and quirky. And I really like it when people are, like, funny and whimsical and they're just being fun. And I really, really would like to meet her. And I would, like, just love that. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to see people who who are complete opposites because it sounds like they're not complete, complete opposites, but they are opposites. And she's very whimsical and very, very out there and very fairy like is what I'm is what I'm hearing. And then he's like the stern do this, this, this. And I love to see those people play off of each other when it's in a film or when it's in real life because it's so comical it's so comical to see them bickering but like love each other at the same time so i i again will definitely check this film out because i i also like whimsical people because they're interesting and they and they have have things to say so yes i think their differences actually really compared them and like it was kind of like peanut butter and jelly like one sweet one salty i really did enjoy that because it complimented them and also i got to meet them and turns out that kate murdoch is actually more serious in the real life than what she seems and it was really good that i really i was really really surprised to see 
oh my gosh, you're not this character. And even though you're not really like her, you still did a great job portraying her. And also, I got to meet Casey Nelson, and he, he actually kind of did remind me of Oliver. I can really see where they got the idea for him. That's interesting to to see a character then be like oh my gosh they're so this way and then meet them and be like oh that's crazy how they can go from one range to another you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network and today we will be talking about the last treasure hunt miracles from heaven and adventures of gumby the 60 series so right now let's continue speaking with morgan about the last treasure hunt and we were just talking about meeting kate murdoch and 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 seeing her and seeing how she relates to her character as well as the other characters so the title of this film is obviously the last treasure hunt which is a which i see is a very literal sense because when i first you know read the last treasure hunt you know the title and and things about it without reading the plot i was like oh it sounds like a not a literal type of thing it's like a mindset so do you see any symbolism like the last treasure hunt could mean maybe it's maybe it's finding that last thing that your parents wanted for you or do you think the last treasure hunt symbolizes anything else actually i think it did symbolize what the treasure was and well not really but like it literally meant that very literal because it was the last treasure hunt because you know their dad just died and this was basically like his lap his way of saying goodbye to them kind of and I really did like that about The Last Treasure Hunt. And I kind of think that when I die, um, if I have kids, I'm going to do the same thing. Because I think that's a really good way of showing them you guys are, you know, you need to get together and get along even though I'm gone. Have fun with each other and stuff. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> so I would definitely do that. And also, what I really did like about this was that it was independently financed. And the film had just stunning cinematography and great music. And it made me feel like I should take a trip back to the east and to enjoy the shoreline of the, the Atlantic Ocean and hang out on the, on the rock beaches. And they actually shot this on a little island in New York. That was, I really thought was really cool. And they, when I talked to them, they said it was so much fun because people were literally giving us all kinds of food and stuff. And they were all like, mm-hmm so excited because they weren't from the city they all gave stuff and they were like oh my gosh we're so excited that you guys are using our island to do the film yay (laughs) yay we get we get publicity (laughs) me that would be me anyway so i i just wanted to say from the independently finance aspect of this and independent i really love the feeling of independently owned and independently financed films because they have a different even though even if a big corporation made a movie and then an independent person made the same movie, I feel like independence has a, a feeling of home and a feeling of, oh my gosh, it feels a lot more, I can relate to it much more. For some reason, I don't know why I have that feeling, but I love independent films because of this reason, because they do so well and 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 it astonishes me every time I see an independent film. It actually took them three years to make this. And I was like, wow, that's a long time for three years. But they did a great job of making this film. Yeah, and I'm always I'm always surprised when I hear the different time lengths for different movies. Because it's like, well, this one took this amount of months. And this one took this amount of years. And this, and I'm like, whoa, it's crazy. Yeah, and my favorite character was Kate Murdoch, who plays the little sister. <laughs> okay. And how many stars do you give this film? I give this stars would be four and a half. Because I really did enjoy it. But... I think that it has a little bit of cussing in it, and I think that uh, 
other kids who are younger or under 13, unless their parents are okay with them listening to cuss words, would not enjoy it that much. That's part of the reason why. Not only that, but I think they could have gotten a dictionary but found better words. Mm-hmm. And speaking about younger audiences, really quick, how what age range do you give this film? The age range I would give this is 13 and up, or 14 and up, depending, unless you're okay with your kids listening to cuss words. Mm-hmm. And finally, where can you find this film, The Last Treasure Hunt? Well, you can actually find it on digital release March 24th. Ninth on demand, Amazon, iTunes, and everywhere. Interesting. Well, I will definitely check that out. Thank you, Morgan, so much for talking with us all about The Last Treasure Hunt. Why, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Morgan. You're adorable. Anyway, let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Eton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Lily's Driftwood Bay by N-Circle Entertainment. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of the mall and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Andrew Berman, The Last Treasure Hunt, Miracles from Heaven, and The Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series. And right now, I'm talking to Mia, who is age 12, who is in Boulder, Colorado, and she is going to be talking to me about Miracles from Heaven. So, how are you today? Good. So... What is the plot of this film? Well, Miracles from Heaven is about a young girl named Anna Beam, played by Kylie Rogers, and she has a very rare stomach disorder. Her family pulls out all the stops to try to help her. When an amazing event happens, it changes everything, and their family's faith in God is very undeniable. It's a very big part in the movie. Well, thank you so much for explaining it. <laughs> now, I do have to say, how was the film, and did you like this film? Yes, I did like it a lot. It was very inspiring, and it really made me believe, think about miracles. That is true. Now, what was the genre of this film? Like, was it happy? Was it sad? Was it scary? Like, what did you feel? Well, it was a very happy but kind of sad movie in terms that she does have that rare stomach disorder. But then it was also making you feel so happy that her family was so nice about it and they were trying to help her a lot i really want to see the movie because i saw the previews and that sounds great were there any messages yeah i think the moral of the film is to never give up because even though anna struggles her family never gives up and they always try to help her are there any other messages well mostly around you know the type of helping each other and always be kind and never give up on hope like i said but now after the movie was over how did you feel did you feel sad did you feel angry did you feel what would you feel i felt very happy because it was very realistic and there are a lot of kind people who do good deeds which is one of my favorite scenes at the very end of the movie how they're going over all the miracles in their life it really made me really think oh well people are so nice and they could be doing me big favors miracles that could be happening that could really be amazing now, do you have an, uh, another favorite scene? Well, yeah, that's my favorite scene. More like the end where she's talking about, like, the whole story about what happened. But to go deeper into my favorite part, they kind of show you all the miracles that happened and how the people didn't know yet, but they showed what the person actually did. Well, that's actually really great. Now, what do you think of the cinematography? I thought the cinematography was great. Like, in the trailer, you see, like, this big tree, which is a big part of the movie. When they're in, like, up 
on the tree, they're like different angles. And when they show the sky, they always have good angles and it's crisp and clean. There's no like moments where you go like, you know, like sometimes it's dizzy or why did you do that? Now, I know this film was actually very inspirational and very truthful, but was it believable? Yes, this movie was very believable. There might be like it's very God-based, so if I guess if you don't believe in that kind of stuff, it wouldn't be as believable. But it is very believable in miracles, because when you think of miracles, you might think of something like really big. But some of the miracles that they showed happen was just a kind deed somebody did. I definitely agree that everybody, whoever makes a kind deed, is very good. Now, what was your favorite miracle, actually? Well, my favorite miracle was probably like I don't want to spoil it and I don't think it would but when they're trying to get to see Anna in the hospital on a flight one of the flight attendants helped them get through that's very nice of them and I definitely think that it isn't a miracle right there mm-hmm. and that is actually very kind of her what do you think of the acting that the, of the ki- that the kids did who were in the film well Kylie Rogers who plays the Anna Beam, the main girl, she was very believable. And when she was supposed to look sad or hurt, she did. And, you know, she was a very believable character. And I think she did a great job acting. So you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Andrew Berman, The Last Treasure Hunt, Miracles from Heaven, and The Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series. And right now I am talking to Mia about Miracles from Heaven. Now, what was your favorite, or who was your favorite character? Well, one of them, because I had probably a lot more than one, was Angela, played by Queen Queen Latifah. She She was one of the miracles that happened, and she was very supportive of Anna, and she was a great, uplifting, funny character that I really enjoyed. OMG, I love Queen Latifah. She is just simply amazing in what she does. Yeah. And she has brought so much, and she is just, she brings so much comedy to things. I really think that she is definitely very funny, and I really love, really, really love her acting. Now, what do you think of the cinematography? The cinematography was really good. Like, there was nothing confusing about it, in my opinion. Like, it was clean, and it transitioned nicely without it going like oh that doesn't make any sense at all why did you do that what do you think of the music well there wasn't really like you know singy songy music at least not that i noticed sometimes there was like maybe you know some background music when they're like ending a scene to really help bring like if they're happy or sad well did it did it match the film did it make you like when you were watching it when there was a happy scene did it like make the music add to the feeling of happiness yeah, so, like, I do remember, like, a little clip of music when they're going away from, like, a picnic scene, and everybody was, like, laughing, and I'm pretty sure maybe there was some music that was showing you that they're a great family and that they're really happy together, but there wasn't really any, like, big sing-songy music. That makes sense, so no really big sing- sing- singing. Now, did you need any tissues? Because, like, this was sad, or are you okay on the tissues? Yeah, so I know some people did cry because I could hear sniffling in the audience, and my eyes got really teary because it's really sad, and 
it's very believable. So when sad things happen or really happy things happen, it's just like, thank goodness, because it would have made me like sob if that person got really hurt or something like that. Yeah, I would be crying too if somebody got hurt. I would be, get the tissues. <laughs> yeah. Now, would you change anything in this film? And, and why? I think they did a really good job overall. So I don't know if this was really important, and but in the trailer, it really kind of got me confused because... Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. 
Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking to Mia about Miracles from Heaven, and now we are talking about Adventures of Gumby, the 60 series. So right now we are speaking with 10-year-old Benjamin from Washington, D.C. about Adventures of Gumby, the 60 series. So Benjamin, can you please enlighten us on what this series is about? It's about Gumby and how his he and his friend Pokey, who is a horse, go around going on adventures, and it's all the episodes in this collection are a different five-minute adventure. Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite episode? Even Steven. It's, Why is that your favorite? I feel like there was this sort of fun counted mouse chase going on between these con men that were trying to make Gumby and Pokey pay money, more money than it actually was on their road trip. And I thought it was just sort of kind of fun to watch. Is there any messages that are put in each episode or is there or is it just kind of this entertainment source? I'd say that it's an in- entertainment source. Gotcha. And who is your favorite character? There was a ser- there was these two episodes in the collection about these two characters named Raji and Henry. Raji is a bird who's made out of clay and Henry is a bear. Um, I like their chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's sort of Raji doesn't believe in Henry's Henry has an imagination he's always pretending to do stuff and Raji sort of like you're not what you seem to be and it's kind of funny to watch (laughs) the friend that has full of imagination and then the realistic friend (laughs) that I'm I'm the I'm the imagination friend you know speaking on imagination and realistic who do you think you best relate to of your two favorite characters? Do you think that it's the more realistic one, or do you think it's the one that is full of imagination? Henry, the one who's full of imagination. Good. It's good when people have imagination. Anyway, so continuing with the question of characters and how they fit into the scene, are there different characters for each episode, or is it like two main characters and then they meet different people or things along the way. Gumby and Pokey are the f- characters for probably about half of the first se- season or the first disc. Mm-hmm. And there's the two episodes with Raji and Henry and then on disc two, the two new characters come into their sort of gang. It's Prickle and Prickle and a flying ner- mermaid named Goob. Mm-hmm. And when Prickle and Goob come in in the second half of the second disc, I believe is what you said, does it get confusing since you were used to different characters, or can you just flow right along? It flows right along. They don't give much of an introduction to the characters, mm-hmm. but it still works. And if you could add... 
add anything to this series or take away anything, what would that be? Or do you think it's it's perfectly fine the way it is? I enjoyed it. I didn't have many problems with it. I'm glad. I, I like when I come out of watching, when binge watching a TV series or watching a movie that I'm like, I'm very satisfied with what I got out of that. So I'm glad that that's what you experienced. What about the cinematography and the visuals? Well, as the series goes on, they get more visually advanced mm-hmm. in a way. I wouldn't say advanced really because most of the stuff they use is like real life models. For instance, there's this one episode where they go back to Thanksgiving and they used a real life or a made model of a boat and they use some water or like clay water. So the the claymation gets a little more complex as it goes on. But other than that, the visuals are pretty, you know, straightforward. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have seen some things about claymation and it seems extremely hard. So when you were watching this, did you ever feel as though they didn't nail it or they moved it too quickly or they moved it too much or, or, or jumps between different takes? I had to consider that this was not, this was kind of made before, it, you know, um, mm-hmm. Coraline or some of the other uh, claymation movies where they didn't have as much of a staff. This was made in the 50s. So I didn't expect the claymation to be very, very advanced, but it's good for its time period, definitely. That's good. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we will be talking about Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series. And we have talked about The Last Treasure Hunt, Miracles from Heaven, and Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. So right now let's continue speaking with Benjamin about Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series. We were just talking about claymation. And to continue with that, I, I every time I look at claymation or I... I find out information about claymation, I am so blown away because I do not have the patience for claymation. I don't. I will be, I will take three shots and then I'll be like, well, that's, that's the end of that. So I'm always surprised when I see people that have the dedication to make something that is so intricate and so detailed. So Benjamin, continuing, uh, how, what is the age range for this series? Because it sounds like it would be would be for I'd say five to twelve. It's mm-hmm. colorful and it's not really complicated. It's they're five minute segments, so it's not like super long and kids will get bored. Yeah. Or just tired of the story. And I feel like some of the jokes are a little more complex, but most of the jokes are meant for all ages. Yeah, because young people's like five-year-olds and three-year-olds' attention spans are very short and limited. So it's it's sometimes hard to make something that they can they can understand and and it's simple, but also is it like do they want to watch it? So having things that are five minutes and ten minutes are very good. I can't I can't look at something longer than ten minutes, and I'm sixteen. But anyway, um, Benjamin, do you think that it was it was too long or too short because because of how old you are? There were a lot of episodes, so that's better for parents if they want something for their kids to watch. That you no, know, it's sort of a long time commitment. Like mm-hmm. your your their kids can watch it. You know, little segments for few weeks i wouldn't it's a good amount of episodes for the volume i feel like if you watch the first disc if you're just it's a saturday morning and you want to watch cartoons watch the first disc i wouldn't recommend watching them all at once because you start to just get confused on what all is going on no. so, 
So it, it's in in moderation. You have to watch it in moderation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I I sometimes think that I can watch TV shows like binge watch them. Like and I I sometimes can, but sometimes I'll wake up on a Saturday morning and it'll be like nine o'clock and I'll be like, oh yeah, let's watch this show. And then I'll get to like the fourth or fifth episode and I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I cannot watch this. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying that, you know, watching one disc is, is good for one day if you just want to watch cartoons. And to continue, do you think that, no, if you were to make a episode that would be in the second you know, in the second disc, what do you think the storyline would be if you could make it yourself? That's a good question. I would include, definitely include the first two characters. I'd probably make this sort of parody of them as superheroes, all of the people, and they would have these weird special powers, and it would be sort of a parody of some of the newer superhero movies. That's just one I could think of on the top of my head. No, no, no. It might be funny. That's that's really cool and very interesting because it's like some some superhero movies like I'm not into superhero movies but I can definitely see like the trailers and snidbits of little things and it's like uh, some of them are very violent so it's like doing a parody of of like the people who are dedicated to this show Adventures of Gumby like they watch this and then they watch a parody between superheroes and this and it's like oh you know you get to watch the superhero stuff and it's it's good for that age so thank you i was like whoa man i i thought you were gonna be like fred had a lollipop because that's what i would have done i would have been like fred has a lollipop and he lost it and it's his adventure to find it anyway that's that's the way my imagination goes so how many stars do you give this series it obviously wasn't meant for me but i enjoyed it i'll give it Three. Well, I'm I'm glad that you liked it, and I'm glad that even though it's outside your age range, that you that you still enjoyed it. Thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all Thank about you. Adventures of Gumby. It's always a pleasure talking with Thank um, you. Adventures of Gumby, the 60 series, is available on DVD, guys. So please check it out. Get it for the young ones. Get it for the little peoples. Thank you so much for joining with us today. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Please be sure to check our blog on the teen section of Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice Market Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Lily's Driftwood Bay by N-Circle Entertainment. Thanks for listening. you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year, or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. <laughs>